Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode, a brand new one, yeah, brand new, just as new as Sierra and Russell Wilson's new baby win, a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast, yes, my name is Lise Winnie, and I'm a fucking millennial, so let's get this party started right and quickly, and we have a guest, beautiful and talented Miss Brandy Denise, or also Epiphany, your, your friendly neighborhood stripper, from power and we had a powwow about her career in comedy and in power so we're gonna talk to her a little bit later in the show but before i can get to that shout out to my crew brunching we're gonna record we have not i'm actually doing it on time this this week which is unusual for me but i'm doing it on time shout out to brunching we're gonna record tomorrow we're gonna have a good ass show no guests but we're gonna have a bomb ass show so make sure you are locked and loaded and subscribed so that you can watch and if you want to watch it live like i want to see you live like since this is pre-recorded this means this is edited i want to know what the fuck you say when you don't go back and listen to it if that is what you want make sure that you are on facebook under millennials anonymous or you can go to youtube under brunch and podcast and you can listen either way whatever makes you happy whatever floats your boat we love it and you can always hear it on the replay we also are on all major podcasting platforms as well so also do that for millennials anonymous as well do that do that now go to go find maps go find maps on all of your most of your major podcasting platforms by the way just go do that it's been a long ass week for me um i don't know about you but it's been a very long ass week for me a lot of stuff happened this week some good some bad but a lot of shit happened so it's been a rough week so this is going to be a relaxed show like i'm not i ain't all that heavy aggressiveness that i did last week by the way somebody called me aggressive this this person said that i have an aggressive tone and i don't like that and i want you to know like let's sit down for a minute if you're new welcome welcome but i just want you to know i'm loud and i'm aggressive that is how i talk so if you don't like loud and aggressive you're not gonna like this okay so and i'm gonna say some stuff that you're like what the fuck did she just say and that's just how it is so i just want y'all to know that i be loud and aggressive okay that's just me that's just how i am i love you you love me if you love me i love you and let's move on right through to these top 10 trending topics of the week but before i can do that i do need to give a just just like a shout out i not a shout out but like a remembrance because i'm a media girl i always like media since i've told you guys this a million times if you've listened to this podcast for a while i've always liked media since i was very little i always would record myself and all that stuff i'm not gonna rehash it if you've already listened to this even as a very very small child but one of the people that I watched was Regis and Kathy Lee. I used to watch that show when I was home. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were pretending you were sick. When I was home or during the summer. And I will say that Regis was one of those people. He had a big personality like me. He was very high energy, big personality. You know, he had one of those kind of distinct voices. And he, he really changed the game. He was, I believe, the first host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Like, he's really done a lot. And he passed away today. Um, I believe today. It may have been... It might have been Friday. Friday or Saturday, he passed away at the age of 88. So I'm going to give a media send-off to Mr. Regis Philman. Thank you for your media, man. Thank you for the, your laughs. Thank you for doing what you had did. So with that being said, I'm going to get to these top 10 trends topics of the week because we got to get it off because, like I said, it's been a long-ass week and it's going to be a light. There's none of that heavy stuff. Alright, so here we go again. The top 10 trending topics of the week. So, Meg the Stallion says black women are not protected because Miss Basketball Wife, not wife, Drea, 50 Cent, Mr. Troll Patrol, and Mr. Cameron, where the hell has he been at, all decided that they were going to make jokes of Meg the Stallion's situation, despite the fact that she actually has ex more extensive injuries than we first thought. They have now reported that Meg the Stallion not only has bullets and bullet fragments in one of her feet, she has them in both of her feet. So, or one foot. She is in one foot, but it's comes to find out she got them in both feet both feet 
both feet got bullets in them so she actually has more sustained injury than we thought and she had to have surgery in order to remove these fragments so it's a possibility that she may always have a piece of fragment bullet fragment in her feet and walking around in her body so that is not funny at all and here's what miss meg got on to twitter and said she said black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things to protect the feelings of others without considering our own it might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about but this is my real life and i'm real life hurt and traumatized i could only imagine somebody that you thought was cool to you because she said she heard a sound and then she thought she had stepped on glass because in her mind she didn't think that there would have actually been a gun that would have went off now i don't know if he there was an altercation because they said that there were some arguments that were going on and then this is when people started to blame meg and they were saying because meg big and he's small and he's he, she big and he little that that's what it was he you know he was swinging his arms and all of this stuff and I, they didn't say that but you know I, see here's the thing I hope she was not hitting him. We're going to talk about the story with DJ Falker a little bit later. I think that's his name. Uh, Flukes. DJ Flukes. We're going to talk about his situation in a minute in these top 10 trending topics. But nobody should be putting their hands on nobody. Let's just, just say that. But what we're not going to do is sit here and pretend like little Tory wasn't out of line. Now, I didn't clown the situation or Meg last week. I clowned Tory because that was some clown ass shit. We are not going to sit here and have this be type of behavior from a man that can swing his legs off the curb. We're just not going to have that. He needs, that's clown behavior. So wear the makeup, wear the mask, you a clown. That's all that is. My heart goes out to Megan. I hope she is able to find a way to get some therapy or whatever. If she says she's traumatized by this because it's a lot. Now, Troll Patrol, 50 Cent, you know how he do. He always trolling and patrolling. That is how he do. I don't know if Meg was going directly after Dre. Everybody kept piping that up, but I didn't see that. I just didn't see it. And a woman, she gets the char grill spa treatment. She got that whole crispy. She got the whole crispy. She got the whole Burger King face mask. Because she decided that she was going to go and set her boyfriend Jeep on fire. And literally, Miss Sydney Parham, who's 26 years old, decided that in the broad daylight, um, she was going to take some gasoline, she was going to douse his car, and create a whole live oven in 90 degree heat, and then she was going to set it on fire and put her head in the goddamn oven, and then it went whoosh, and then she realized that the block is hot, and she ordered a number 9, and she got a number 12, because she got arrested, so she's arrested, um, and... This is what happened when you don't be knowing that who you be dealing with and how her emotions have really gotten beside her. Because after that happened, that woo whoosh, she really regressed back to six months old because she started crawling on the ground. And I don't I don't think she knew who she was or where, where her name was. Um, but that's why we can't be doing that. Okay, again, this is clown behavior. We, we're not, no, no, no. You too old, you, you're in your 20s, but you too old for this, okay? And in broad daylight, because I'm like, listen, ma'am, how did you get there? Like, they were going to see, you know, you had on a mask, ma'am. How did you get there, ma'am? You got a whole license plate. Really, ma'am? And it was just you outside. How that happened? How that happened? And speaking about how that happened, Mr. Drake is the new me uh, king. After he was on a boat, he was on a party boat, and he fell off the boat as he was trying to jump. How do you jump and fall at the same time? I don't know, but Drake managed. Gada, gada. Okay, he managed. He used to call you on his cell phone. He managed to call on the water, and people are not just clowning him for falling off the boat while he was trying to jump. People were actually clowning him because of his lack of abdomens, his lack of abs. He didn't have no abs because he was posting all these pictures during quarantine. Yeah. He was posting all these ab pictures during quarantine, and now people are saying he was using the etch sketch. He was he was photoshopping. He was adobeing. He had did all the adobe yeah, yeah. you could find because what he had failed. You know you can't suck your stomach in. You know when you be taking pictures like selfies. All right. 
you be you gotta get your angle and then you be sucking your stomach in he couldn't when you fall in the water in the ocean like he didn't fall in a tub he didn't fall in a pool he fell in the ocean when you fall in the ocean the last thing you thinking about is how is my camera angle he was just thinking about staying alive now listen drake I don't think you faked them abs, okay? I don't think you did. I think you was out there with the ab blaster. I believe it, okay? But I feel like you are like us. Yeah. You were just eating chips like us. That's all that is. That's a little quarantine weight, okay? Uh, and you're not alone. And I am here with you, though you're far apart. You know, I, I'm, I'm here. And I gained, I got on the scale the other day. I couldn't believe myself how much weight I had gained in quarantine. It, it's an unhealthy amount. And I thought the scale, I thought it was broke. I thought it, it had lied. And the scale said, no, this is real life. And I, you know, I just cried because it's like, woo, I don't think I could have eaten. I think it was, it was a little swollen. I think I, I must be retaining water because um, there's no way I've eaten that much. But Drake, I feel you, baby feel you and speaking of feelings eminem is reportedly pressed in my mariah voice he is stressed about mariah carey's new memoir that she's writing per sources and there's always some unsourced people but some sources say that he's worried that she will say that he's a selfish lover and he's insecure about that and this will impact his brand now listen source I don't know who you are i'm assuming you are female and the reason why i'm assuming you are female because i've never met a man ever that i talked to that said i'm not ashamed of the size of my penis but i'm just ashamed that i'm a selfish lover that's just not that's not even the words that men would use i don't know if you what you were trying to say is does he is he a minute man is that is that what we're getting at is is he a minute man um because no man is gonna say i'm i'm, I'm embarrassed that i'm a selfish lover um, that's a very nice way to say that he comes fast. So I, I don't know. Most men don't even give a damn about that. Um, they don't. So I don't know if I believe this. And, you know, in the words of Alicia Keys, she said, a real man comes first. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. And speaking of not knowing, Lil Baby has pissed off black people. He said that black people can be racist also. And now people are not happy about that. Now he did elaborate. Before I move sidebar to a sidebar. I'm going to need y'all to change y'all name. Okay. Because it's too many babies. Okay. We got little baby, the baby, baby. And all of y'all is grown ass men. Like y'all y'all are all grown ass men. I'm sure that there's some other names out there. Um, that y'all could use. Maybe toddler, little toddler, uh, little child. Um, little adolescent, little man. Like, I, I need somebody gonna have to change their name because this is confusing as hell. And all of y'all is real grown, not even a little grown, especially baby. Like, baby, you the oldest goddamn baby I've ever seen in my life. Like, I think you should have transitioned into maybe baby daddy, you know, as opposed to just baby, but that's fine. Uh, but what little baby has said, this is Lord, not duh. Get it right, okay? Lil Baby said, I've been a victim of police brutality. I've been in prison where white officers control you. I've been in a court system where ju white judges give you a different time than they would give someone white. There have been times I had a physical altercation with an officer and he then grabbed me and took me to a room where there are no cameras. And he goes on to say, to me, a racist is someone, and this is what he's talking about black people, someone who treats a different race than theirs a different way than they would treat theirs. Okay, that's weird. I feel like if you're a black person and you treat all people one way and all white people another way, you're a racist. So, he pissed off black people and people are upset with him. I don't know if he's going to get canceled in this cancel culture. And like I said a million times before, that is not a thing. You cannot cancel people. I guess he's entitled to his opinion. Um, but I think he should probably be entitled to find out what the hell did that just say. Because I, I don't even know why people are upset because I didn't quite catch it. But that's okay because it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, it was a lot to get through that. And Kanye West speaking about a lot. Kanye West said that he was trying to divorce Kim since she met with Meek Mill about criminal justice reform. And Meek came out. No one asked him. Absolutely no one. 
No one needed a meet update. No one needed him to come out to clarify because Kanye didn't say that Meek had did anything wrong. He actually had put it on Kim Kardashian, but Meek had came out and I'm like, listen, Meek, just you, just stay over there, Meek and Millen. You don't need to be out here in these streets getting in stuff like you did just the other day with Nicki Minaj because you started laughing at comments with people talking about her, you know, and stuff. It's like, you just go sit down. Like, if you sit down, no one would have paid it no mind because everybody know Kanye going through something right now okay i don't know what the hell kim kardashian gonna do because this is a lot you know i this is a lot i know he got mental illness but this is a lot like we getting a lot of information and it feel like it's a lot going on over there so i hope they can get it together and mike tyson will be fighting roy jones jr on september the 12th this is going to be the slowest most geriatric fight we ever seen in our life but it's gonna be amazing. But now I did see Mike Tyson in his video, his training video. He did still look like the baddest man on the planet. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We might be fooled. I remember watching him back in the day. Maybe he this might be a knockout, or maybe they both both might go to sleep. I, I we we will see what happens when we see what happens. So this should be interesting. And this is happening on September the 12th. Mm -hmm. That said in the beginning, Tierra gave birth to Wynn Harrison Wilson on Friday and she confirmed via tweet of her and Mr. Russell in the hospital with the baby. Aww. And then we got another picture of Russell with the baby. And then we're going to get more pictures of the baby and Russell and Sierra. I, I'm so happy for them. I, I really, truly, 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 truly am. But I need for y'all to stop saying hashtag relationship goals because we don't know them. And we had this conversation last week that relationship goals is dead. We we, we put that in the grave. We, we padded it. It's, it's dead. It, it went off to sea. Okay? It's gone. It's gone. DJ Flukes Lyman for the Baltimore Ravens was the victim of domestic violence with a video servicing showing his girlfriend Kimberly Davis beat him bloody now this actually happened several weeks ago but it's just coming out now so i think this does bring up same thing with the megan tory situation no woman should be putting her hands on a man and a man should not be putting his hands on a woman it goes equally both ways listen women if you are going to square up with a dude you better be ready for him to square back because there is no rule that you can't catch a fade Yes, you can get a fade like the Gumby cut in the middle. Don't even try it if you don't want to buy it. I'm just saying that. Don't buy, don't try. And a female saying that the new coronavirus hotspots are going to be facing new PPE shortages. They was late to the party, but now they there. And so that's Florida and Texas and California and all the other hotspots are actually going to be facing PPE shortages just when we thought that this show was not going to rerun it is back on replay so it is coming back to a town near you unfortunately so hopefully we can get this together hopefully we've learned a little bit from what we just did three months ago but it seems like we're living in groundhog's day and the stuff just keeps repeating but this has been the top 10 trending topics of the week let's get into this interview with miss brandy denise all right, so we got a guest today, and I'm excited because this is the very first time I'm meeting her. I've seen and I've heard her podcast. I've seen her on Instagram, and I've seen her on Power, but I've not gotten a chance to actually speak to her, even True TV. I've seen her on True TV as well. Miss Brandy, Denise. Good day, it's a good day. It is a good day, but let's get some information about you. So who is Brandy, Denise, and you know where are you from, and how did you get into the entertainment industry? That's such a loaded question. I always feel like I should have an answer written out. Okay, so I'm Brandy Denise. Uh, my, my real last name is Boyd, but because I worked for the state and different just professional jobs, I just decided to take on my middle name. You didn't um, want to use your government? You're like, no. Okay, I got you. I was doing videos just on YouTube. One of my videos was banned in like eight countries. So I definitely... <laughs> was like, let me use a different name just in case anybody's trying to Google me. Cause you know, you still gotta work and get a, and get a real- you get a check. Until, <laughs> until you don't have to. Right. <laughs> so I was trying to protect myself. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up around as an army brat. Uh, most of my childhood was spent in Florida. I went to FAMU, which is a historically black college. I'm really proud of that. I graduated from FAMU, let me say that. Cause a lot of people be like, I went to, I went, <laughs> got my degree from FAMU. 
Congrats. Uh, to, thank you. Moved to Chicago and just took off in comedy, really. I was there for, I had started in Florida, but Chicago's where I like really got my comedy roots. Okay. And, uh, I did all the improv schools. I, I saw uh, that. You are mm -hmm. well-versed. I, I feel like if you like something, why not learn everything about it? It wasn't like going and learning about something I did not enjoy. It was something that I enjoyed. So every improv class, every late night writing class, every physical comedy class, every class I've taken was to help me be better at what I really like to do. Those classes are fun, you know? That, you that enjoy it. And that's so, true. Um, and I'm also very competitive. I ain't never trying to lose at nothing. So if I gotta I take some, some classes to get to get a, a step ahead, um, I'll do it. And Chicago was really good for that. And uh, I'm happy that I went there because it definitely made me very strong in stand up. But also just stage awareness. I did my first one woman show in Chicago. I had oh, wow. I was the star of a musical in Chicago. Like things that a lot of comedians don't even get to do because they have such a uh, such an artistic, uh, just from theater to music to comedy, Chicago's just strong in so many different areas. And so I didn't have to just be doing stand up all the time. I would be like going from an open mic to go be the lead of a musical and, you know, and then, at, then later on go do a paid comedy show. So okay. it's just really dope. And I'm happy I took advantage of all that. Okay, so Chi Town is really what raised you into this comedy game. I would so, say that also, like my parents are, my mom's from there. I have family there, so like I, you know, I went there a lot as a kid. I started school there, um, so people be trying to be like, "You ain't from Chicago." <laughs> I'm like, "Bitch, first of all, my granddaddy owned a building on 79th and Halstead. Like, let's go. Like, don't even come for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get it, get it. Real estate in this son of, son of a gun. I love that. But let's talk stand-ups, and you 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 brought it up. So stand-up is hard. It's also a male-driven industry. So I, I always like to ask female comedians because we get tend to get put into boxes, right? Mm -hmm. You can't say this or men sort of look at you a certain way. Has it been hard being a female stand-up comedian where you kind of got to get pushed in one lane or this lane or that lane? It took me a while to <clears throat> be... I've always been outspoken, so you ain't okay. never gonna come for me and think I ain't coming back. That's never <laughs> been an issue. Cause when I first started, it was a lot of, oh damn, shorty funny, I hit. I'll stop right there, who the fuck is <laughs> talking to? Because, and, and, and you know, I've just always been like boisterous in that, in that respect. But then also, once you start to get good, mm -hmm. it ain't too many men who could say shit to you it, it, it switches the game and, and for me also and i'm not going to deny i'm an attractive female mm -hmm. so when i first started it was difficult for me to be that sexy on stage because i didn't want to make people feel some type of way okay. but then i was like fuck it bitch this is how i look <laughs> they they, they want to see a star and i'm not finna show up with my hair not done i done flew cross country they paying me i'm gonna put on some lipstick and some heels you know and if you're not out here looking like no star nobody gonna believe no star so <laughs> that's true um, especially in la and you you gotta look a certain you gotta look the part and it's not even just i mean still be yourself but i've always been that girl i was in pageants when i was a kid oh when wow. i went to famu i used to wear heels to class that's what they taught us our freshman year you wear stilettos to class with in business suits and stuff so i've always been that person so it wasn't like I had to change. But if you like a tomboy, then still embody that. Why do you think more female comedians, you mentioned the top 10, aren't in the top 10? When they when you hear great comedians, you very rarely hear any women in the top 10. It's your Dave Chappelle's, it's your Chris Rock's, it's very rarely any women. Why do you think that is? Just because statistically, it's not as many women who do stand up. True. So it's disproportionate. If you got a hundred men who do stand up and you only got 50 women, then it makes sense that it would be a larger proportion of men. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of people have uh, theories that women aren't funny. I feel like because of the, um, the, the, because there are less women doing it, I don't see as many funny women as I see as many funny men myself. Okay. And that still just comes down to statistics. True. That is true. Um, Cause I, I think that, the amount of numbers of women that are in comedy are one of the reasons why we don't see and i think it's also sort of what you mentioned a lot of men can't see women as funny because if you start talking about sex then women are vulgar 
Whereas men can talk about the same thing and it's like, oh, well, that's funny. Right. And my thing with that is, because you always have guys who want to work with you, but then they, they want to work with you, but then they also want to fuck with you. Right. And it's like, I've, I've told several men straight up, like, this is never going to go nowhere in a relationship. But if you're trying to get money that with me, we could do that. It's like, because it's but not men, in the egos, office, They can't handle that, though. They some can't. of them can't, but the smart ones can. True. Because I know it's a couple of people from my past that's probably like, damn, I wish I had taken a different route with her. Because I won't even speak to them when I see them now. Because just because we're not in the office doesn't mean that you still don't have to abide by the work relationship. You Fact. still need to respect me. You cannot sexually harass me just because we at a bar. I just right. got a check like you just got a check. I just signed a tax form. Like you still can't do that. So I think that it's really just blurring the lines. And my thing too is like, bro, we just performed for 300 people. I'm going to say 220 of them was women. Why are you in my face? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I ain't trying to rock with my coworkers. I don't care if I work at Wendy's or if I work at a comedy club. Like, what what is going on? Like, But yeah. I really think a lot of the time it is the male ego because they just be like trying to see what they can get. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that 100%, 1,000%. A now, you mentioned Chicago was where you had a lot of your stand-up stuff. But where was the best place you ever performed stand-up-wise? And the, wor the worst place you've ever performed and why? Mm. My favorite experience was performing at FAMU, which is where I graduated. Okay. I performed at their homecoming, the comedy show Homecoming last year. And they had about 7,000 people in attendance. Oh, wow. Um, I hosted it, Lil Duval, Headlines. Oh. And then... Uh, the 85, 85 South Boys, uh, Chico Bean and Carlos Miller, they middled the show. And for me, that was a big deal because I graduated from FAMU and I remember the year I graduated, I was kind of interested in comedy and they had like a little competition and they was like, if you do this, you can do the comedy, homecoming comedy show. And they, they told me that. So I went and I auditioned and uh, I talked about this on stage there too. And they told okay. me no. They told me that I that I cursed too much and oh. I couldn't do it. So. <laughs> I talked about this when I had, when I hosted this past October and I said, you know what? I'm motherfucking back. <laughs> like, it just felt so good. But also they paid me like a couple of, they paid me more than a couple of stacks. So to oh. go from them telling me you can't do this cause you curse too much. And then two years later, they like, Hey, we heard of you. We know you graduated here. It's like three days before the show. They calling me, we looking at flights. Can you fly down and da 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 da. So oh, wow. that was really good. And then my worst show was, I think I had to be like six months into comedy. I did a show in Savannah, Georgia in the backwoods. Okay. The backwoods plus, it was like armadillos in the parking lot. So oh, Lord Jesus. It wasn't even a paid parking lot. It was a dirt parking lot. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. I hadn't, I hadn't, uh, you know, this is a big deal for me. They they picked, gave me a limo service to the club in the, in the dirt. Okay. Uh, they gave me, I had a hotel, I did a radio interview, and then the flyer kept saying, as seen on BET, and I'm like 23. Okay. They didn't see me on no BET, you know, I had only been doing it for six months, but I got up there and I just, man, I just ate it. I ate okay. it bad. I was out there just, I was talking about the audience. That's what you don't do. Like, I just came on stage roasting them. Okay. <laughs> like, it wasn't even good roast. <laughs> It was just like, you shape funny. Your head big. It wasn't even good stuff. It was just- Is that your so, bomb when you was like, oh, I don't know if I want to oh, do this. No, that's, that's not the end of it. So my <laughs> sister, I call her, I used to call her baby gangster. She come with me. I'm five two. Okay. She, she's four eleven. Ooh, so, okay. <laughs> see in the back of the club. They like, boo, get your ass off stage. They cussing me out. It oh ain't no, it ain't no silent bomb. They're very vocal about them not liking me. Okay. So my sister's in the back and she's like, you better shut the fuck up. She, she telling the truth. Run up, bitch. Run up. You know, oh, so no. she and the baby gangster in the back cussing stuff. I'm like, stop. So the host gets on stage. He roasted me so bad. He's like, she thought she was going to get her little skinny ass up here. And like, he was one of the BET comics for real. So who was it? I cannot think of his name. Was he one of the hosts? No, he wasn't one of the hosts. I can't okay. think of his name, but he's from Atlanta. He's bald headed. He still lives in Atlanta. But he went in. I remember I was crying. 
And I went in the bathroom and some of the girls I had gotten into it with came in the bathroom. Oh Lord. And I'm in the stall and I hear them, yeah, I beat that bitch ass. And they all like talking about dragging me. When I tell you I got up on that toilet seat and stood up with their They can't see my shoes. They can't see my shoes. They finna beat me up. They was all grown women too. These are like women. I was like 23. They like gotta be 30, 35 and up. They oh, wow. Stuff. I'm in there like, oh God. Then afterwards, it ended up not being that bad because I went to the car, I cried, got okay. my bearings together. The promoter paid me. And then one of the couples I had gotten into it with, they came up to the show and they said, you know, you know, you just keep going. You're going to get better. And they was just like, but you can't just be cussing people out. We're going to buy you a shot of Hennessy because you came oh back God. in here anyway. So I ended up drinking with them. But oh, yeah, that was I nice. See, I mean, everybody bombed on in like that. <laughs> so that was good. Was beat up and sister, she was instigating the fight. I had to hold her back. Like, God. Yeah, that, that's an event. Um, that that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> but it's good that she was was there because at least you wasn't by yourself. Yes. It would be worse if you don't got no support. She is great. Did some some other things as well. So you don't just do stand up. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. You are also an actress, and yes. you also are a writer. Yes. What came first? Was it the stand-up comedy kind of led you into acting and writing? Or did you write first and then you got into stand-up vice versa? Um, so as far as like writing, I have a minor in journalism. So like I wrote, but when you, once you get into stand-up and you start taking like, you know, different classes and like improv classes and sketch writing classes, late night classes, you kind of just start writing and then your jokes can easily transfer into sketches so i haven't written for any tv shows but i have written a whole bunch of late night packets so for anybody listening who is interested submit to everything because they just gonna keep getting better and better and at this point now i honestly don't want to write for late night okay. but <clears throat> i don't want to sit in a room my personality too big for that they they couldn't find a check big enough to pay <laughs> me to just sit in the room and write i've been in like theater and stuff when i was younger but um, it wasn't anything I was really pursuing. It's kind of just like um, it fell in. It kind of fell back on you. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like if you are doing what you what your heart desires mm -hmm. and you're doing it the best that you can, you'll start to get opportunities from places that you never even imagined. Like I had only been in LA for a year. Wow. When I got that, and it all just happened. Like, I was going out every night. I was hitting stages. People started talking about me. Um, I had a little pseudo manager, which was really connected. Okay. Um, and then because I had been doing it for so long and I could just, you know, go places and, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I, then I got a manager. And then for me getting a manager, she was like, I'm going to send you auditions. And I'm like, I hate it when she sent me auditions. <laughs> What's wrong with all? Because I'm like, I'm a stand-up comedian. Where the show is at? Quit sending me these auditions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like bitch? Like, what's yeah. This? She like, well, if you could have this in in two days. It was like, she had sent me some movie or some lead or some South African horror movie. And it was paying extremely nice. And I'm just like, I just emailed her like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to learn these lines. I don't want to read Wait these scripts. Wait a minute. Scripts. Did you just say South African horror movie it was a sapphire movie that was shot in south africa okay so like you know how the sapphire movies be having their own little yeah. weird genre movie right <laughs> so she just kept sending me stuff and i remember i think what it needed what i needed was i had went to chicago i had went on like a couple of tour dates because mm -hmm. i had got when i moved out here i got a college tour so i was gone for about a month and so when i came back i was like hit up my manager i'm ready to do some work now Cause I had been on the road just doing stand-up. I felt like I had gotten my fix. So I was like, okay, if you want me to do something else, then you know, what else you got? So she was like, great. I got this audition for Power and I got this Lifetime movie um, being produced by Queen Latifah, the, the Clark Sisters movie. Mm -hmm. So she sent me both of those on the same day. I did them both the same day. Oh, wow. I'm not, I'm a, I could sing, but I ain't a Clark sister singer, okay? Oh, you but can sing as well. You, but you I, are. But a little bit, but okay. I tried, you know. Okay. They didn't say nothing to me about that. They was like, 
no. And then I think like two days later, she hit me up and was like, oh, you got an offer. And I was like, well, that's dope. Cause even with that one, I still almost didn't do that. I didn't know what power was. I still almost didn't do that. No, you don't tell me your <laughs> Let me tell you how it happened. I was at my homeboy's house to do, I was at my homeboy, uh, Billy Sorrell's house. Okay. To do his podcast, Did You Miss Me? Okay. And you Shout know, out to D-Lay. He's been on it. D- yep. D-Lay, Billy Sorrell's, and uh, uh, Damn Fool, Kevin Simpson. So I'm over there about to film the podcast now. Something happened. We ain't doing it tonight. Well, I said, well, shit. Well, y'all got the camera set up. I'm supposed to do this audition. Let's do tomorrow. Like, like somebody, like, turn on the lights. I just do the audition while I'm here since we not doing the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I did the audition. And I ended up booking it. And... It was real dope because it went from one episode to three episodes, from three episodes to the spinoff. And now I'm in uh, a couple, a few episodes of the spinoff and hopefully my character just keeps growing and growing, so. But that's the thing about power, that they give you that option to have your character grow. Cause there was a lot of characters, like I think Proctor's character that was only supposed to be on there for one episode and then it grew. Yeah, I heard a couple of people like it's it is dope, and I think that they really listen to their fans. And okay. so when I got on the show, like you know, I'm like, oh shit, I'm looking at Twitter. <laughs> they like, oh this guy. All I hear is the city girls. I love her. She's so ratchet. We love. She's so funny. So I was I was happy that I got to uh, be on the show, but still be funny. Mm-hmm. Because how did I mean, you channel a stripper? Like, where did the epiphany come from? Where, where did she come from? You got a little bit, little bit of this. Uh, um, actually, should be told. Uh, I have a cousin who lives in Chicago, and she and, and she told me. She said, "When I saw that, she said, bitch, I already knew you was acting like me.' <laughs> she, that, that's my cousin Cheryl. Okay, okay. <laughs> that is my cousin Cheryl. That's who that is. Okay. But also, it's like if you see some of my some of my sets on stage or some of my jokes that I tell, mm-hmm. she is that. What the fuck you think you go? You know, I do turn into that character when I'm telling like those types of stories. But also, that's my cousin Cheryl. Like she, uh-uh, I gotta go. I ain't, I ain't with the bullshit. You know, she, she was a stripper. She was a stripper. Okay. She was a stripper. I remember I was like in second grade and she was a stripper. She was like 18 because she had came to live with us right at the end of her high school, uh, like her high school time. And I remember my mom said she went to the strip club one day to go go pick her up or something. She oh, said she Lord. walked in there and Cheryl was stripping in my goddamn chili outfit. I'm oh nine. no! I'm nine. <laughs> oh, my God. Cheryl, eighteen, and her nine-year-old baby cousin chili outfit. She said, "My mom said, you don't take my daughter shit off. <laughs> she got a game on Saturday." <laughs> oh no! No Lord, no. What are you doing? That's too much. You can't be having that little no, no. That that is a foul. Flag on the play. Sorry, cousin Cheryl. We can't have that. That is Cheryl. Was it like though working with Natari? Was she as nice as she appears? Yeah, she was extremely nice. Um, you know, I'm I've been around celebrities and stuff before, so I don't really like trip. And then also like. Uh, just and this is not anything towards the show. I do not watch TV. So oh, you don't. I don't watch TV that much. Like okay. I'm not like the type of person that like tune into a show every week or like binge watch stuff or like. Gotcha. I mean, I have now since quarantines happened. I don't watched all kind of stuff. But before that, I didn't even have a TV. Like I, Ooh, like I, see I was real, inspire. I inspire. I was I just. I didn't. I had never watched Power. I had vaguely heard about it because people will talk about it on like social media a lot but I didn't know who anybody was or what anything was so I had to watch all shit five seasons in two Ooh. weeks wow I was on the airplane flying there watching the season finale because I didn't want to get get there and not know who who was who okay you know? but no she was extremely nice so when I got to set it was my first time being on set I had never done like a commercial or no, it was never anything I was gonna to ask this. you that oh so that was your first official mm-hmm. gig fresh yeah. out the game like I might have done some background work before and so you know and I talk about the story because it's so funny to me because we they're like rehearsing they say all these words that you're just supposed to know I didn't know what none of that meant <laughs> I don't know what they be saying I just follow the people around me so that's what you did. Like, oh, okay, we going this we way. Okay. So they say rehearsing or whatever, and I was like, about as soon as I heard this, I'm in the 
full all acting. What you mean? <laughs> she was like, oh, you know how to act right now. We we just we <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and you know, when you want to set that large, it's like 50 people walk around with headphones on set. Everybody hears, <laughs> even if they outside down the block, everybody Thank hears you. you. They all know that you in that acting during rehearsal. <laughs> So, <laughs> you told me I didn't have to, and, and the record was like, oh, that's, that's, we don't do that right now. <laughs> you just said I'm a method I'm actor. In, I'm, in, I'm in there on 10. <laughs> I'm a method actor. This is what I do. I just stay in character. You my baby daddy, man. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. But no, she, she, she was real nice. And I told her, well, you know, we sat down, uh, in our little chairs or whatever. I was like, this is my first role on TV. She's like, ever? And I'm like, yeah, ever. And she was like, this is huge. This is great. Like, da, 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 da. And I told the director, and I was real open with everybody. I was like, I don't know what none of these words mean. Okay. I just came here to act. I'm a comedian. They said they needed somebody funny. What y'all need? But like, y'all got to tell me, because I don't know. And then she kind of gave me like tips and stuff um, like throughout the scene. She's like, well, let's do it this way. Or why don't you say it that way? And, you know, oh, I like when you did that. So she was real nice. But I think also it just came from being transparent. Like I wasn't in there trying to act like, you girl, know. first of all, uh, end scene. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. Yeah, none of that extra. <laughs> right. And I couldn't stand Tariq. I'm, he just, I, he just needed a beating. He, he did, but you know what? Um, because I got to work with him more um, because this is his show and mm -hmm. he's the lead so all the scenes I've done have been with him he is so he's so he's such a kid okay and, and I don't mean that and like I'm I'm 33 but he's 18 okay but, oh it's he's a baby yeah so when you you know I'm all set with him and stuff and we was waiting to shoot our scene or something he listened to some like you know, some new rap new song. Rap. I, probably, I probably won't know. I probably won't hear about that. It all that no, 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 right, no, no, right. that in a month it'll be hot to me. Right. So he listening to it. He like, please put up to my. And you know this song, and he's doing the dance moves with it. And I'm like, no, I don't know that song. That's what's up. Like you just realize that he's he he is an 18 year old, and and so it's hard to not like him. He's like a kid. Like you know, it's like oh, he, he out here living his dreams. Like he's really true. Out here doing some dope stuff and so when people be like sending him death wishes and stuff it'd be real I, weird that is true and I he's, forgot. he's charismatic he's extremely nice like even when we do table reads and stuff he come up he say hey he's never you know he don't act funny and yes. so he's, he's he's really a sweet kid and so it's like weird it's like bro like you need to be on the writer's pages i don't know like, <laughs> Yeah, Tariq is not real. Right. Do not send Michael Rainey Jr. Ghost is Any. out here with his real life kids. Right. He's <laughs> still alive. Living. Yeah. He is still here. He is alive and among out here us. Brushing his hair. He out here alive. All them yeah. waves. He got all the waves. He got all the wave caps you can get. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. He should have a wave cap brand. He should sell it. He really should. It should be called the Ghost Brand. I like mm -hmm. it. If you take that idea, just let me know. I'm just. You're just called Ghost Ghost Ride the Waves. <laughs> I like it. There you go. <laughs> See, we didn't came up with an old brand. <laughs> now, speaking of people that are being transparent, there's a lot of people who have started to use their platform for good. Sometimes it works out, like Dave Chappelle in 846, and sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't, like Nick Cannon or Kanye West. How do you feel about your celebrities and and doing? and using their platforms for messages do you think that they should or does it depend i think that because you're quite to, vocal right about I, like, am. I definitely am i had made a rant when all the when everything was at the height how i was okay with the looting mm -hmm. and you know just from so many people being oppressed and not even just from slavery but like it's people right now, today, in my family, like, oppressed now. And just mm -hmm. because you don't see it, I mean, it's not there. So, like, people mad. Like, I'm mad. You know? <clears throat> Somebody had reached out to a club. It was like, how you should never book her. Who wants to, oh, wow. you know, 
she's pushing hate and this is da 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 and the the booker emailed me and said hey i just got this about you and little does he know you can perform here whenever you want and then i had <laughs> another club reach out to me and said team brandy as soon as we open back up you on our stages so i think that be vocal if you want to be vocal but know that there's always two sides to the coin and if you're not on the popular one or if you on the wrong side then that could definitely back that could turn a ugly way for you but i also i used to think that if you didn't have anything to say then you shouldn't say anything and i still think okay if you don't have anything to say you shouldn't say anything but what i do like about it is <clears throat> i like the people that have been vocal mm -hmm. who weren't vocal before who have something to say it's like oh I respect you a little more now. Okay. And on the other side of the coin, there's people who are being vocal who don't know what they're talking about. I'm okay with you being vocal too. Okay. You need to lose your fans because okay. they've been out here supporting you, giving you money, mm -hmm. and you're not even down for what we down for. You're not even down for the black people. Right. So yeah, be vocal. Let us know. I love it when people show their true colors. So whether they're right or whether they're wrong. If you want to speak out, then let the people decide. But I'm okay with people speaking out. And and a lot of these, even just Instagrammers, people, they've been speaking out because mm -hmm. they feel like they have to speak out. And they've been speaking out incorrectly. Right. And so a lot of their fans and people trying to cancel them. And it's like, well, this is who you made a star. Right. So right. it's like, y'all need to pay attention more to the integrity of the people that y'all rock with. And it's not just all about throwing on a wig and yelling about your baby daddy. Right. Like, who is this person that you really supporting? Absolutely. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Talk. Everybody talk. Got you. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got Everybody you. talk. <laughs> now, do you feel like it was unfair? Like, where do you fall on the lines of Nick Cannon? So somebody like a Nick Cannon, he came out, he was very, you know, pro us. Uh, but in being pro us, he came out a little bit anti something else. And then he apologized. And then the black community still went after him for apologizing. Is it like a double edged sword where you can't because he says that he didn't know what he didn't know until. OK, he, I didn't listen to what he said. OK, I'm not that versed in Judaism. And I'm not I'm not I don't know that much about. A lot, of that, a lot of that stuff. So I wouldn't speak about it. Okay. But he spoke about what he was taught. The only problem I had with what he did was, and it, I love, because two days ago, two, three days ago, Kiki Palmer came out with a statement. Mm -hmm. She was supporting, uh, <clears throat> she was at a protest. Mm -hmm. A lot of her ABC viewers felt like she was pushing uh, a, a narrative, creating a race war. Which ABC dropped her show. Which was fine. She said they didn't have a long-term contract anyway. She mm -hmm. said, I'm a, I'm a brand. They hired me for a year. It's over. Next. You know? But what I liked about her was, she said, I've never lost out on anything following what I believe. Okay. And just because ABC dropped her don't mean that Netflix, Hulu, NBC, CBS, somebody else ain't finna rock with her. Just because she stood up what she said. So my thing with Nick Cannon is, it's like, I don't think that you change your mind in 24 hours, bro. <laughs> I don't think that. Okay. I don't think that. Even the people that you, uh, Farrakhan, Dr. Sebi, uh, the people that you follow, you've been listening to them for years. Right. You're not changing your mind in 24 hours. Right. You felt like you was about to lose something. You felt like you was about to lose something monetary. But what you, what you, what you lost was your integrity, my nigga. He should have stood by his word because I promise you he would have got tenfold by standing with what he believes in. And that's my thing. You, If you always shoot at who you are, you're always going to get the real supporters. Okay. So gotcha. when I post on Instagram, if I post something political, I be losing like 70 followers in a week. But you know what I get? 70 more. Right. And them be the ones that really fuck with me. And so I'm okay with that. I ain't never here for everybody. Because when you here for everybody, you ain't here for yourself. That is fact. That's very, very, very true. And one of the things you brought up was the people that unfollow you and sometimes they are trolls. Mm -hmm. So that can be a lot. It can be a lot to have them, the different trolls and people that are constantly, cause this industry, the entertainment industry can be vicious. Who has been your stable voice? Who are your OGs? Who are mentoring you in this comedy and entertainment game to kind of like give you and school you on what to do and what not to do? I've had a lot of people along the way give me good advice. Um, 
one of the people who really, um, just her being a female, Mary Lindsay. Okay. Be the owner of Jokes and Notes, which is the only black female owned comedy club in the United States. Um, she also was the owner of All Jokes Aside, which is where like Bernie Mac and, you know, all the greats came up through in Chicago. But Mary Lindsay is great. Okay. She is uh, <clears throat> very informative, but she's also very to the point. She's a Virgo like me. So she'll tell you, you know, she just, she grooms me in a way that's like, I know you're a woman, but like, it's a, it's a tough thing. And I think that I'm the same way with people too. I'm not like, I'm not super sweet. I'm very, uh, just, bl uh, blunt. Okay. And I like that. I like, I like that about her. Okay. And anytime I have any like real career decisions, like oh, I'm talking to this manager, or oh, I feel like I need a manager. Or I'm going to negotiate this contract or this is happening. I'll call her and just, and not even just, just call her to just be like, this is what's happening. What, what, what do you think? What's your idea of this situation? So okay. she's been really great. Damon Williams, Chicago comedian. He's been very supportive. Like when I first met him 2010 <clears throat> to now, I just did a show in February in Miami with Damon. He put oh, me on wow. okay. Super Bowl weekend. And I just love to be around him. His energy's good. He's super supportive. I can tell that he's genuinely proud of me and where I came from. Because when I first met him, I met him at a George Clinton concert. And I was like, oh, <laughs> You, Xavier Williams, I was like, you're so funny. Me and my mom love you. And to go <laughs> two years later, we like across the country doing, you know, thousand seater shows together. Uh, it's really dope. Uh, I really enjoyed them as well. And then just my friends. We all coming up okay. together. We all learning with each other from each other's mistakes and different things like that. A lot of my friends are uh, killing it right now. You know, writing for TV shows, leading in TV shows, uh, comedy specials coming out. A lot of my friends are inspiring to me. And I think that's one of the biggest things. It's not so much as seeing somebody 10 or 20 years ahead of me, but it's seeing somebody who went to the same open mics as me get a $30,000 check for doing something. And we started together. And I'm like, damn, okay, so it's out there. Let's get it, you know? Okay. Yeah, that's what because you need some people in this industry because it's a very competitive industry. A lot of people don't want to see you win. And so to have the state, the stability and the friends in the industry definitely helps. Now, you, you mentioned, you know, in back in February, that's around when the world stopped. <laughs> a lot of the comedians out yeah. there. How's it been? Like, I mean, are you still touring now? Because, you know, some people have started touring again. What are Absolutely your thoughts on not. touring? <laughs> Okay, so I you would I ain't even doing Zoom shows no more. Okay. <laughs> right. Everything is dead. Nah. Um, okay. So yeah, like that was when I first realized because I think they only had three cases at LAX and I was flying to Miami. I flew from Miami, did, did stayed there for two nights, went to Jacksonville, stayed at my mom's house for three days, flew to Vegas and headlined the show there. Okay. But before that, I had a layover in Chicago, and I think the nigga behind me might have had Corona. Oh, my no. whole flight from Chicago to Vegas, I had a, I had, I didn't have a mask because okay. it wasn't like you gotta wear a mask yet. But it was, it was definitely in Seattle. Like this is where you know when they had a couple cases, like three people had died in Seattle, and they had like three cases in California. So okay. it wasn't like all over the news. People was like. Anytime you see somebody cough, you be like, oh shit. You know, it was like that. <laughs> like, but, you still you might not, but you still might not move, right? Right. So airplane packed. He behind me, his eyes red, his nose running. He coughed the whole flight to Vegas oh, on no. my on the back of my neck. Oh no. I so, and I had on the hoodie and I had it tied up. And I just and I got I got to Vegas. And I wanna say by my second day in Vegas, I was sick. I remember being at the crowd table and I'm coughing. The lady was like, you cough no more, you leave. No. <laughs> she was like, you got to get so sick ass. Because, you know, she, I don't know her background. I want to say she might have been, she was probably Chinese. Okay. She, they they knew about it before we knew about it. So right. she probably connected to talking to her people. Yeah, over there, yeah. Uh, get real. 
you better, you know, get together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at the same with coffee. She like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did my show. I had to stay in bed when I was in Vegas for two days, but I don't think it was Ooh. Corona because I was only sick for two days. I came back okay. to California and I was fine. But after that, man, they started canceling shows. I had to head. I was. I had a headlining show in Tennessee. I had a headliner one in Minnesota. I had a week, I had 10 days stretch where I was going to be gone. I was okay. Ready. Cancel, cancel, cancel. And that's my source of income. Yeah, right. Okay. I ain't got no money. They done sent me these deposits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to pay this back? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, man, that's when I start doing the Zoom shows. I'm up there. Second and jiving for tips. Who got Do you tips? like the Zoom though? Cause it seems like it's not, you're not going to get that instant feedback. I stopped doing them. I did them like the first two or three months. Okay. And, and some of them are fun and some of them pay well. I remember like one day I had made almost like $300 and I was like, oh, wow. I probably only did like 15, 20 minutes of standup. I think I had done like two shows. That's what's but, up. <clears throat> um, some are more fun than others. I think once the people who are running them get the format down. Okay. Then it is. But I had, I just actually just canceled two this week because I was like I need to quit saying I'm going to do these because and then don't when the day comes I'll be like I don't want to do it <laughs> I don't want to do because it's weird it is it's, it's not a conversation it's you mm -hmm. talking it's a monologue and then it's like man I don't know you know I have a, a minimal for which I perform okay so it's kind of just like I don't want to do this show for like I'm I'm up here talking to y'all 15 minutes. Y'all not entertained. I'm not having fun. You know, sometimes they are fun. Like I've had my friends watch it and be like, oh, that was really funny. But I didn't have fun because okay. I don't hear nobody. Right. You don't get the feedback. So for me, even if I enjoyed it, I would do it. It's not even so much about the people because they, they typically enjoy my online sets. I don't like them. Okay. I don't I don't find it enjoyable. So for me to do all that, and then it's like $25 in tips. I'm like, man, I, I'd rather just have a Zoom call with my friends and we all just laugh and talk together. Y'all could watch this. Okay. I can feel that. I can see that. Yeah. Now, one of the things that happened as well, you have a podcast that also kind of got halted with you having face-to-face -face interaction with people. Yeah. Let's talk about your podcast. So it's I'm Not Crazy. Am I saying it right? Is that right? Okay. You've had some really interesting guests on it. You've had Ryan Davis. You've had Barry Brewer. How do you like podcasting? I love it because I get to talk to my friends. And a lot... Of, okay, my, my podcast is called I'm Not Crazy, dot, dot, dot. I had a one-woman show called I'm Not Crazy, I Just Love Hard. So it kind of goes with the brand. Okay. Of, like, women being overly emotional, which in reality... Most people are right when you get to that point in, in love or passion or whatever. Sometimes it turns into rage. So it's like, I'm not crazy. I'm just, you know, in love. Right. So that's like the thing <laughs> of it. So I really enjoy it because I get to have my friends on. But like even with Ryan Davis, he told me a story he's never told before. Barry Brewer told me a story he's never told before. And if you know Barry Brewer, follow him. Motivational Mondays. He, I've been to church with him before. He plays the piano at church. Barry Brewer is very... Mary saves good solid man good so to dude. hear this story about him climbing in a window <laughs> and for him to show me the scar for where he cut himself <laughs> it was, for me it was amazing I'm like I didn't even know you friend <laughs> so it's great and then it's also like just I don't know having a cup of tea and listening to the work like okay and then what happened so you so you was in the door you was in the bed naked and the boyfriend showed up and what happened like it's like I was just listening <laughs> to that one that's funny you mentioned that I had my midnight weight on man yep. I wasn't ready I had my <laughs> so it's it's great it's so to me it's so entertaining because I be sitting there like with the popcorn like okay it's so <laughs> right <laughs> Like, what is this about? Let me let me hear more about this. And I, and I like it, too, because I feel like if anybody is a fan of them or just in any situation like that, I feel like when you because everybody, I feel like, has had moments like that in their life. When you sit around and you talk to other people like, man, I was really tripping. Mm -hmm. and you get a chance to reflect 
and you hear somebody else did that, it's like, damn, I went crazy. You crazy. So you got, so you really got to get to like put your shit on like a scale of how crazy you are, and also it kind of makes you feel like better knowing that this is. In some sense, it's just a part of the human condition. Like, and when you get older, you learn more because everybody's stories be like ten years old, you know. True. We ain't gonna tell you <laughs> nothing that happened yesterday unless you maybe August Alcina, because I think that might still be going on. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure that's old. Yeah, so, I don't know about that either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about these entanglements out here in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> have do you have an entanglement story? Uh, uh oh, man. <laughs> have do. you been the entangled? Uh. No, somebody else got entangled. I really don't know who was entangled. Okay. He was a liar. Who knows? Okay. Everybody was entangled in his lies. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, everybody, we've all been there. We've all been entangled. I don't know if I would write a song about it, but we all been there. We have yeah, all. Yeah, I definitely will write a song about it. And that song was. I don't know. Anytime I see anything that's like real wonky in the world, Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of like an episode of Boondocks. Like I feel like that was a song they would put on Boondocks. Like a fake yeah. character be like, "When you tangled in the sheets, yeah, like, yeah Dad, that's the hit, Dad. Turn that junk up, Riley. Like that's how I be feeling. Like that is true. I wasn't even thinking about that. You're right. It does sound like something you could hear. You remember uh, Big Booty Bus? <laughs> yeah. Booty Bus, but Gangstalicious, like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need Boondocks to come back and just it's make coming. parodies. I need I need a Will and Jada August parody. It's coming. Boondocks That's is coming good. back. I feel but, like even if they just release that as an episode and charge people like three dollars, the money to be made off of that one alone, right? Is and a you lot. see like Riley and Huey when you're tangled <laughs> in the sheets and the granddad. Yeah, yeah, I'm tangled in the sheets. Tangled in the sheets. I'm trying to get tangled in the sheets. Yeah, they should do that. Don't steal her idea unless you pay her. Do it! <laughs> if you gotta pay her, though. Because she just gave y'all a whole idea about what to do and what not to do. And the rule of the story, kids, it should be a side chick, side dude code. Don't be telling and doing... Mm-mm, you gotta keep your mouth shut. That's all I'm yeah. saying. If you're the side chick or you're the side dude. To me. To me. Hey. But you you don't think so? You if you're. If you're a side chick or side dude, do you think that you should automatically just keep it to yourself? See, if you go into the situation knowing. I think the problem with that one was he don't think he was a side side dude. You don't think so? He said in the song, you was about to leave your husband for me. Like, I don't know. He just, he, he thinks that he was Will Smith. I think that he... <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. He thinks that he was her husband. Really? <laughs> you think he thought he was yeah. Will Smith? He, was, he definitely didn't think he was a side dude. Because first of all, the side dude is not going to be like, and her husband said it was okay. You don't even talk to her husband if you decide dude. That is very true. You are he not. He really was like, oh, okay. He's cool with this. <laughs> yeah. He's moving forward. And I'm like, what dude do you know? Would... He said he had a key to her house. Yeah. He thought he was married to her. He thought he was August Smith. He did. <laughs> and he said he had a key and it's on an over 40 car. So apparently Jada was giving him everything. Whether y'all was taking a break or whatever, you ain't filed no legal papers. You were still married to that man. That's true. And you, and you was doing a little bit too much. That's true. Now, where can people follow you and find all your podcasts and all of your videos? Because you also drop videos as well. How can people reach you? Um, um, I'm mostly active on Instagram at LOL Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I, Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. And then my website, if I have any shows or anything coming up, I haven't updated it in a while because, you know, everything been closed. But uh, my website, www.brandydenise.com. You can also get some merchandise there. I have um, Being Black is My Superpower hoodies. And t-shirts. And I just want y'all to know, I ain't out here cloud chasing. I've been selling them since 2017. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I've just been, jumping. I've been about that life. Okay. Uh, so you can find that merchandise on my website. And yeah, just hit me up. Reach out. I always try to engage with the people on Instagram. And I 
try to talk to them and you know get some conversations going especially my story do like little surveys and stuff okay so you know if you are a good person not, not trolling we don't want no trolls but if you a good person make sure that you reach out to her don't come I for her because um, I had made a post about August Alcina and, and Will Smith's situation I, I do the tweeting or whatever put my opinion out there and somebody came on my page and called me a bit, bitch he could say what he wants to say when I tell you I had about six people in, her, in the comments are you crazy why are you talking to her like this are you August Alcina people was coming for her she ended up DMing me apologizing and said I didn't know you were a comedian until I started reading the comments and I went and looked at your page do you mind if I follow you I said, yeah, you can follow me. I said, but you just gotta gotta keep it clean on my page because I won't even say nothing. You'll have white people, black people. You'll have 10 mm -hmm. other people cussing you out for talking to me crazy. <laughs> so I just, I leave the comments up there. Go, go get them people. Go get them. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you come correct. You come <laughs> correct because her people, what, what are your fans' names? Did you give them a name? No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's so weird. <laughs> what you get to so you got a name you got they gotta have a name like the they barbs name, the beehive they can name themselves i ain't doing that that's weird because okay. you start doing stuff like that you be thinking you got fifteen thousand fans it'd be 128 people like we the brand delicious <laughs> <laughs> i ain't finna play with these people they grown they know they support me they ain't gotta have no name <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are just earl that is who you are you don't need no name yeah. <laughs> well we appreciate you for coming by the millennials anonymous you are welcome to come by anytime you want to i'll you be back next week thank you okay you I'll you can come i'm serious you can come and we will be watching you on power coming up i don't know if it's and, already recorded okay so this is this is what i'll tell you so see the power is over Ghostbook 2 is now starting, uh, I think it's dropping September 8th is the first episode. Okay. I'm in the first episode, the second episode, and a couple of more episodes. We start production back um, in like three weeks. Okay. So we're still working on the final episodes, but uh, Ghostbook 2 starring Tariq, Mary J. Blige, uh, Method Man, and Natari will be dropping September 8th, and you could catch your favorite stripper, Epiphany, you know moving your, at work your neighborhood <laughs> stripper will be hey. back <laughs> in a city near you on september yes. the 8th so make sure you watch that thank you so much for listening we appreciate you for being here thank you for stopping by and we want to thank miss brandy denise for coming and gracing us with her presence on the maps platform she is welcome back like i said anytime she wants to she can come back and make sure you follow her and like and subscribe on all major platforms. She's super funny. So make sure that you stay up to date so that you know when stuff happens back. You know where to find her and to go and support her in the clubs and the comedy clubs. And make sure you also support her on this upcoming I guess, series of power. There we go. So make sure you do that. And thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate you for being here and rocking and rolling with us. We do love everybody who listens to this. Like I said, I'm aggressive in nature, but we love each and every one of y'all. I gotta, I'm softy at heart, but I might talk aggressive, but I do really love y'all. Thank you so much for what you do. Stay safe because that corona out there is very, very real. We'll see you next week. Who's next best podcast and our competitors are on and off the field with Durf and Dylan it's another episode of Say It Loud y'all you know what to do this is Eric and Gator back again for another dope discussion Make sure you're locked and loaded and subscribe to Maps Media so you can see who the next best podcast will be. Also, join in so that you can vote. Voting starts on July 26th. Be there and select your favorites. It's going to be fun. So make sure you also subscribe to Millennials Anonymous on Facebook and Instagram so you can vote there as well. And to www.millennials.us.